This episode of the Mike on Much podcast is in partnership with Jameson. Good things come in threes. Welcome to the Mike on Much podcast. I'm your host, Mike Veerman. I'm here with my friend and trusty producer, Max Kerman. We are also here with our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham, who's in the room back from his illness. And we are also joined by... Intern Erica on the dials. How's everybody doing? Shane, you feeling a little bit better? Yeah, I was feeling better yesterday. Man, it's great news. Yeah. <laughs> Max, you were at the Leaf game last night. How are you feeling? A little tired. I was wondering. Do I do I look or sound tired? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do I need to be, should I be polite or honest? No, no, I, yeah, I, no I honest. Are you hungover? Uh, no, just a little tired. I could use a couple more hours of mm-hmm. sleep. Are you a person who admits when you're hungover? Oh, yeah, because I can't really p- fight through it, so I have no other choice than to complain about it. Right. You know what I mean? Just like, my head is hurting, cancel everything kind of thing. I think that's the number one thing people will deny is being hungover. Mm. I think it's. I don't have a real job, though, so I... That's true. Yeah. They'll, be, they'll deny being hungover at work. No one denies yeah. being hungover on the weekend. Mm. It's just, it's irresponsible if you're hungover at work, so nobody wants to admit it. Even if it's like, unless you all went out as a work group the night before, yeah. then everyone's like, oh, man, I'm dying, yeah. you know? And then it's like, because you're all in it together. But if it's like, there was, you know, Insta stories, and I'm not talking from personal experience, of you at a Raptors game, per se, uh, uh, and then you come in and everyone's like, how you feeling? It's like, I feel great. Because you don't want to seem like the jerk that was out. But, but I do think there's even a point of pride if, like, a, let's say eight friends went out and then they all wake up together. Let's say it's a bachelor party. It's like it's <laughs> 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 one wild night. <laughs> but it's like I'm actually feeling pretty good today. Yeah, you know, there'll be like that competition of who can just handle their shit the best. Mm. That's true. That's true. Um, and you, well, the thing is, some people just like they can't even deny it. Like, like you said, Max, you're yeah. a terrible hungover person. Mm-hmm. So you would literally just be like, "I need to lie in bed until noon, and yeah. you guys do your other thing," which we've all done at bachelor parties. Yeah, I course. double down on owning it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Erica, are you hungover? No. What time do you go to bed last night? Uh, like midnightish. Nice. How many yeah. beers? Two. How many shots? Zero. Mm, wow. You didn't go uh, behind the bar so this time. Adult. No, I, I was with my friend and her dad, who was in town. So. Pints or bottles? Pints. Okay, so that's about four bottles. No. (laughs) Narc. It's not. (laughs) Erica, how are you you feeling about the state of your your career right now? (laughs) Because I was 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 talking to our friend Dan about you last night, and it was like, you're killing it. You're doing such a great job on this podcast and with MLSC (laughs) stuff. No, no, it's not going anywhere other than... But other than the fact that you're a nervous person or you have anxious, you're anxious about, you know, where your life's going. But you're, mm-hmm. you're like, you're way ahead of every one of us when we were your age. Uh, yeah, Maybe I, not I Mike, feel good. But yeah. I do. Yeah. Feeling good? Great. When right? do you think you'll stop being such a nice person? Such a nice person? <laughs> yeah. Like when you'll start, uh, you know, it's like the real world. Like when we stop <laughs> being fake and start being real. Like not that you're being fake, but I mean, you're very nice all the time. When do you think you'll be like kick into I like i hope never okay i can be mean mm-hmm. yeah get a get one more pint <laughs> but if you yeah. were really if you were really upset with us would you tell us or would you just be like you no know I what i'm just gonna be quiet yeah i, I do whatever you say yeah mm-hmm. yeah do, do, you, do you think you'll get to a point though like in sort of like your confidence and say like standing it within a company or with coworkers, where you would be like actually i'm pissed off and i'm gonna say something Maybe if I'm like the boss. Right. I don't know. I just feel like everywhere, where I'm at now, I'm very like replaceable. Mm. So You're I'm still kind of like. You're a pragmatic person too. You're like, I'm not going to like go kick up a storm. No, that's not. Yeah. I'll, maybe later when you have a higher yeah. job now. Yeah. I think you're five years away. 
<laughs> from being the boss? No, from having like a freak out on somebody. Oh, <laughs> maybe. I'll let you know. <laughs> Shane just looked her dead in the eyes. Like, I think you're five years away. <laughs> there is something that happens though that's kind of interesting, and it's like as your career, like when, whenever you start a career or you're in an early phase in your career, there's a certain um, trepidation to like go into say like your boss's office and say, hey, like I either want a little more money or I want more responsibility or I really want to do this or I have this creative idea. And there's some people that naturally have this ability to sort of like like this confidence where they're just like like Shane we've seen it like some people will come in and they're like 25 and they're like I want to direct this commercial and they're just kind of like push their way to the front of the line you're like shit like that's a lot of confidence you know what mm-hmm. I mean whether they're good or not they kind of inherently have it um, and then some people it takes a while to develop sort of the the comfort level and confidence in yourself and even like you were saying maybe like you, you bring something valuable and you're not sort of uh, replaceable or whatever it is to then just feel open and sometimes who your bosses matters right like because sometimes people are very intimidating you don't want to go into an office and say something but I do think it takes time for certain people to get to that place and some people never do and also the problem though with that first example though about the person who just like barges into the office is that that person like read or watched some fucking documentary on some trailblazer and goes oh that's the way to fucking do it I, I, I see myself I'm a little Steve Jobs myself yeah and then like the problem with like seeing those people as like the model is that like they're in the they're one percent of the people that can actually pull the shit off so i'm always just like i've seen that personality type flame out too no no that's what i'm saying is that a lot of times it's just like oh you want to go that that's the path you're choosing it's like it only works if you're steve jobs like two other people so maybe you can think a little harder on this one you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like when people when I, I see a lot of this, it's sort of a similar example like with indie rock bands where they go like you know Vampire Weekend just puts out a record every five years so that's kind of what I think I want to do because that kind of it's sort of my speed I'm like alright have a good time working at the coffee shop man like no one there's one Vampire Weekend that gets to fucking do that everybody else has to work you know what I mean yeah mm-hmm. so it's like it's funny when people like see their heroes and try to do that and like it doesn't quite work like that for everybody Totally. Yeah. But I'm talking more about like speaking up because mm-hmm. when you're at that point where Erica is, you're almost like even if you're you're right, you're smart enough to know that you could be wrong because you're so new. Mm. So you don't want to speak up, even though maybe your conviction is telling you you're right. Do you think um, we, we, we have a good vibe in here? You tell us when we're idiots, right? <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was convincing. <laughs> uh what do you mean? Like, no, if you say if something a, silly? Yeah, a creative idea or something like that. You, you'd, oh, you, you, no, 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 no. You don't? I wouldn't, I wouldn't get involved in your creative stuff, I don't think. No? I'd like. Do you think though, and be honest about this? Like, do you think that we would be welcoming to that stuff? Because, because I'm very like, or I'd like to think that we're very like any the best idea wins. Not that we have brainstorms as a unit or anything, but if you want to pipe in, I hope that you don't feel like you don't have the opportunity to. Okay. It's on the record. Yeah, no, I, I don't not feel like that. I just don't know if it's my role. I don't know all the inklings that go on behind mm. the pod necessarily. That's fair. That's fair. I'm I'm on the front end of things. You got know? you, got so, you. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's like other conversations. Staying in my lane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is fair, right? Yeah. It's not like Max, you're not like bringing her into our sort of deeper conversations or larger picture stuff. Uh huh. But occasionally you'll have an idea. I'm like, oh yeah, sick idea. Let's do that. I feel like. And you're always contributing yeah. funny uh, stuff. Was it you that yeah. sent the uh, the one about the uh, the uh, the re- gender reveal party and the yeah. woman dying? Yeah. We, it didn't make the topics, but <laughs> that was funny. I, I think that there's an it's interesting... <laughs> Listen, I mean, it's always sad when somebody dies, but when it's the result of something silly or superfluous, yeah. it, it goes into the classic like Florida man, you yeah. know, Twitter account mm-hmm. where it's mm-hmm. like there is something... Um, um, with funny about the amusing about hitting it. her in the head. Yeah. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> I, I feel terrible that. It, well, I mean, honestly, whatever people die every day. I, you know, like so when something like this happens, you're just kind of like, 
Anyway, I thought it was good of you to put it in the group. Yeah, I gotta get myself out of this one. All of our older lady listeners that have uh, been injured at gender reveals are gonna be writing in angry at me. Question Large for group. you, Mike. Yeah, uh, you're a big people pleaser. Yes, but you also have uh, an opinion. Oh, I do. You're willing to voice it. Yeah, uh, I've seen you. Uh, not be combative, but express your opinion with supervisors. Yeah. How old were you when you started getting the confidence to do that? It's a great question. I, uh, like you said, like I'm, I, I've always sort of like, uh, I don't know, I'm proud of myself. I've always tried to read a room in a way that seems to sort of like, because you never know if you're sort of misreading something, but I tried to sort of like from the very start when I came in at, at, uh, at like before it was Bell Media, like Much Music, um, when I was like 20 years old. I basically tried to like understand the dynamics of the room. So if I'm if I'm like okay, this personality type like whether they're the supervisor or even somebody subordinate to the supervisor, but they're almost like oh, they might be sort of a secret leader. You know, like it's like everyone respects that that person's creative, so they kind of have a strong voice. I would sort of understand the dynamic and then after I got my footing, I would say within the year, I felt comfortable throwing out ideas. Mm-hmm. The other thing that happened is I I would be in these brainstorms and I would listen to the ideas pinging around the table. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't give mine at first because I was like maybe mine are shit. And then after sitting there for a couple of months, I was like, no, mine are on par. I think I'd feel comfortable throwing them out. And a couple of them died. They were shitty ideas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you think they're funny and you throw them out there and then the room kind of stares at you. And you're like, ooh, that one hurt. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'll lick my wounds at home. And then you just get better at it. But I would say within that first year, I felt comfortable speaking up and then not being really intimidated. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, where were you at? Maybe six or seven years took me to, <laughs> yeah, be, no, I mean, to feel like... to feel comfortable and confident because uh, also I wasn't really friends with anybody at work so that like you were very close with Randall and he was like kind of a, a drinking buddy of yours yeah but I remember I did I did a spot very early on and it was like with an overweight person on a couch and the whole spot was that these pe- this person was competing in a, a marathon and I thought the spot was awesome like I thought it's to this day I think it turned out really well and then we sent it to a marketing department and the marketing is like, what is this spot? This spot was supposed to be for uh, 15 to 20 year olds and it's featuring like a 40 year old man uh, <laughs> overweight in like a wife beater, like typing on a keyboard with a, a stick. And I was just so like, I had so much to say about it, but I, I didn't say anything. But now Like you wanted to defend your spot. Of course, yes. because they, they mixed up that the demographic has to appear in the spot. But I, my whole point was the humor is for that demographic. This is like the Simpsons is Homer Simpson, who's a 40 year old a dad perpetually. And it's catering to people who are 15 to 30, yep. right? And that's the humor. It's not about who actually appears in the spot. But I just kind of swallowed my pride and just took it and felt like a fool. Whereas now I'll, I'll fight feedback all day long. <laughs> Sometimes it, I feel like you get a little spark well, well, well I'm, I'm smart enough to know what to fight and what, what not to fight. Absolutely. What about you, Max? I mean, you've never had a yeah, traditional job. from like a real yeah. life, so, you know what I mean? Are you yeah. The, are you the boss, kind of? Yeah, kind of. He, he's <laughs> the you... subject of the song, The Boss is Coming, actually. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's autobiographical. <laughs> it was originally, I am coming. Yeah. <laughs> be afraid. <laughs> yeah. Like, when was the last time you were in a defined, like, structure where you were sort of, uh, you, you had, um, like, a, a direct report? Was it, like, in mm. university? Yeah, Hamilton Law Association was my last real job. Weren't that, you, like, 18? No, no. I was, I was after I graduated from oh. McMaster. It was, like, when the band was getting going and I had a part-time job. You had that job. Yeah, but yeah. it was such a, like, a, like, kind of bullshit, like, just 
file these papers kind of thing and we'll leave you alone kind of job. <laughs> and you knew you had the hits in your brain yeah. already, right? <laughs> <laughs> Were you always like writing songs in your mind while you were filing papers? I, I was listening to a lot of podcasts actually back then. I listened to the Barack Obama audiobook. Um, yeah, I was just like in the back of this library just like putting books away. And I did a bad job of that too. The women there were just really nice to me. Like I'd always shelve things incorrectly and they're like, Max, you put it in the wrong spot. I'm like, oops, sorry about that. I had like one job. <laughs> this is this might be why you're so nice. Like like uh, everybody's always just so nice to you that of course you think the world is inherently a good place. Yeah. And, and I get along with people. I, and I, yeah, I you, you know, do. I did a thing that, you know, I'd pick up donuts and coffee and then the like the nice ladies would try try to give me like a toonie to pay me back like now it's on me don't worry about it no no it's fine <laughs> and also yeah, i was like the, i was like 23 and the, the rest of the office were like 45 year old middle-aged women so i think they kind of like they might have had a little crush on me you know mm -hmm. oh, okay that kind of thing yeah um not all of them but you know um most of them yeah yeah <laughs> but uh but i will <laughs> <laughs> just the lesbians didn't <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think if you had to, you could go back to a conventional job? No, I, they eat me alive. Or I, I don't know. Like I don't know how I do it. Genuine fear was in your eyes. Honestly, it's the reason why I work pretty hard on Arkell stuff, and like why like this is fun. Like I just like need to keep. You know, it's the strokes line, like working so I don't have to try so hard. Yeah. That's it. It's like I never don't want to have this job. So that's why like I bust my ass for our Kel stuff. And it's all, it's always pretty fun work too. And all the annoying shit that we had to do in the early days, I don't really have to do anymore because we I just delegate that to somebody else. I'm the number one delegator of all time, as we know. Yeah, yeah. but but you did build it over this last decade to a point where it yeah. could be on autopilot in some regards. Yeah, or just that you just know who to ask the right question to to get the job done. Yeah. That's 30 years from now, are you still shaking it on that stage? I'd like to. It'd be pretty fun. I don't know. It's funny, you know, it's like... Um, because there's guys like Alan Doyle, the great big C, yeah. Jim Cuddy. Those guys are still out there doing the damn thing. Yeah, and they, and they have like the enthusiasm and zeal of like a nine-year-old at a sleepover for like their job and performing and stuff. So it'd be pretty cool to keep doing that. But anyway. Um, to wrap up, Erica, <laughs> as you project out in your career, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> are you someone that sets goals or are you kind of like, I just want to do cool shit and hopefully yeah. it works out? How many yeah, podcasts yeah, do you think you'll be producing by then? <laughs> are you starting a podcast empire? Yeah, who knows? Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe podcasting is my future. Have you ever thought know. about being uh, like starting your own podcast where you're the sole voice? I have thought about it. I've pondered it. I have no real good ideas. But Erica's sometimes hour. I take home the uh, the, the Erica Zoom hour. hour. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, well, if you ever need a guest, I'd come on your podcast. Thanks. No problem. Hey, um, I went to the Leafs game last night. You did. Yeah. As we established, mm -hmm. you're a little tired right now. A little tired. One of our friend Al. It was Love Al. So I figured it'd be a nice thing to do. Champagne boy, Al. Mm -hmm. And it was funny. Um, I ran into them actually in front of my uh, my building. That's right. Yeah. And Hammy, our buddy Dan, who now works for the Leafs. We can say yeah. that, right? Yeah. Uh, Dan Hamilton, he was in his suit getting ready to go. And like, and he, he dresses, boy. Shane, he like dresses in a full suit for game days. He looks like he should <laughs> be like in the executive box. Why? No, but he sits in the executive yeah. box. Yeah. He doesn't like, so he actually like works. Like he goes to the arena and works. In a suit? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's really wow. cool. It's so cool. I was very proud of him, weirdly. I yeah, was me like, too. Oh, I took a photo of him. Like, he was like my kid going to school. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, Dan, I want to take a photo of you. He's like, no, don't put it on the internet. Like, stop. No. And I was like, no, this is just for me. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, okay. Uh, but that seems to be going well. Yeah. It's, yeah. So we love, we love Dan and that job that he has. Um, but it was uh, fun going with Al because Al's an old roommate of mine. Yes. And uh, he's got a heart of gold. He's always been a very sweet, um, sort of self-assured, smart guy and a great roommate in that, like, very responsible 
um, you know, with like roommate dyna- dynamics, you sometimes you're like uncomfortable asking like someone to can you make sure the kitchen's clean or like giving direction. Al never would be offended by anything, and he'd tell me what to do, and it was all good. So he had a really good rapport. But I don't get to see him very often because he ha- he's a he's a new dad. Yeah. He's a new dad, and he lives in Toronto now. Um, but he's a big hockey fan, so we had a chance to hang out, and it was just fun being there with him. And this is a reason why you just ultimately hang out with your friends that you've known for a long time is that you get to do these big shot things because we got to go to like the, the lounge and oh, the yeah. tickets were, were very very good and hey, what then, were you like third row or something? Yeah, yeah yeah like third row or fifth row maybe um look good on the gram yeah and and people come up to me and treat me very nicely but al just is like grinning going like do you know what this fucking guy's actually like like <laughs> like and it's, i think there's something like the dynamic going to something like that is always fun because it's like you know, you, you you know puff at your chest a little bit, you say hello, and you you try to be charming, and then Al's just like grinning, like this fucking guy. He like, lived with you. He's seen you at your worst. Yeah, I exactly. know this guy looks like in his underwear on a Sunday hungover. Yeah, exactly. Crying, yeah. which makes it that much more fun. But then we, um, but we ran into um, Larry Tannenbaum. Who's, wow. Yeah, he was LT. Yeah, and and LT. Comes Sorry, in. what did he do? That guy. He's the like owner of the team. So oh. he owns. The, so he's like our Mark Cuban essentially. But he, he's the owner of MLSE. Yeah. Oh, cool. Like he has a majority, and then Rogers and Bell split the other half, just mm-hmm. under half. But he's like the figurehead. So got to be nice to that guy. Got to be nice. Yeah. So like when the players signed their contracts, there was like, I want to thank Larry Tannenbaum and the board. He, he gave a speech on stage after the Raptors won in Oracle. Yeah, like he's, he's, he's like there. on the court where they get oh, the. Yeah. They handed the, him the, the Larry job. OB. So I, I, so I. Do you know him? Have you talked to him before? I think we've run into each other maybe once before. But I go, oh, hey Max, uh, I play in Arkells. Thanks for having me here. And he goes, oh, you're Nick's buddy. So he knew the Nick Nurse connection. Oh, wow. interesting. Uh, yeah, which is kind of so Nick's been bragging. Well, no, it just it probably would have made the rounds like in MLSE world that like Nick got on stage with Arkells, who've also played at Scotiabank Arena. You know what I mean? Right. And the, if things don't work out for me in TV, mm-hmm. do you think through your connection with Nick, you could get me a job as an assistant coach? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, maybe I'd shag balls. I don't care. I'd just like rebound for guys. Listen, that's the new title of this episode. I shag balls. <laughs> and by the way, that's actually a baseball term more than a basketball term. I went, I meant to be rebounding, but basically, yeah. You know, Nick likes to give people chances. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. We met his assistant coach that like he gave a, his first job. I wonder if I'd be more happy working in basketball than I do working in TV. Because basketball, I've said before, I don't really want to work in basketball or do like a, a, a specific basketball podcast because basketball is my... Um, Your special place. It's my special place. It's my, it's mm-hmm. my, it's my recreational activity. And if I did it as a job what do i do now recreationally yeah but that's if you're like on the peripheral as a writer or something if you're actually shagging balls for the team (laughs) that'd be exciting it would it would it would but then am i gonna go home and watch like the other games in the league probably maybe maybe i'd be more immersed Mm. oh my i think mike that would be the best job for you ever (laughs) it'd be the dream be thrilling be the dream that would be cool all right. Anyway, I take so, a picture of you in your suit going to work. <laughs> Honestly, just for me. I'm the only guy rebounding balls in the practice facility in a suit. I don't know why Mike keeps wearing a suit. <laughs> yeah, it's like just, <laughs> I told him to wear sweats, but uh, he's taking this very seriously. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, anyway, so we, we meet Larry, Larry, and uh, and then he goes. He's like, uh, "Good to meet you." And then he goes over to Al. He's like, "Larry Tenenbaum, good to meet you." And then Al just goes, "Hey, I'm Al." <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm Al. The other thing is Al's nickname because he's such like a sweet guy. He's we've called. He's been simple Al for he's as long as we've Al. known him. But that yeah. just sort of subs it, it up. Sort of subs it up. And, and, but Al uh, and he's a very like bright, 
Oh my god! Yeah. guy. Um, he's not dim on any level, but we had a good laugh about that. He's just like, I did just say, "Hey, I'm Al." To Larry Tenenbaum. <laughs> hey, I'm Al. Which is what you would say. It's so yeah. obvious, but just like I can picture the cheeriness with like the matter of fact nature of it. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm Al. Yeah, this like, isn't he, weird he, at we all. Didn't include his last name or yeah. like you know any of that stuff. Any of those formalities. And um, then we ran into Brendan Shanahan. Did the same thing. It was very good. But you know what? I think we uh, we have to stop calling him Simple Al. Yeah. I think we have to start calling him uh, Woke Al. Because I think he's our wokest friend. He's become far more vocal in the Champagne Boys message group. Yeah, and what is so interesting, and I think this is a testament to the company you keep and the effect that can have on your life, is that um, the Al that we knew originally uh, was a guy who liked to smoke barbecue, you know, sit on that lazy boy and like play video games and, you know, work to the pool. Has he quit smoking? No, no, no. Like, like, like barbecue, like smoke I know, meat. I know. Oh, yeah. That's it's what I'm saying. Has he quit smoking meat? <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think he's off Has meat, he quit right? smoking meat would be a good title. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, I don't get it. Well, it's a, I think it's an oral sex thing. Uh, I, I, I think. I don't know. <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, but anyway, he's a, he's a new dad, and his, uh, his partner, um, Sarah Bobas, is is very politically minded and has many opinions on the state of the world. And he um, he literally is a vegetarian now. They don't buy their kids any new clothes. Have you seen this? Yeah. He, I remember he was uh, – we, we were talking about diapers because he also didn't want um, disposable diapers. See, they wanted mm-hmm. reusable diapers. So we had a big talk about that. I'm like, man, he's really, really embracing sort of uh, being environmentally conscious. He's very environmentally yeah. conscious. Uh, he's very progressive in his politics. And I just, and I just like, man, this is Vocally just – Vocally progressive in his politics. Yeah. Because in our, in our Champagne Boys group, there's certain guys that – you know Weird. I don't know if you, if if it comes across this way because we tend to like to drink and watch basketball and other things. But uh, it, our group ends up becoming quite political at times. Like yeah. during the, the 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 election, the Canadian election, which we never even talked about on this mm-hmm. podcast, pinging around lots of action in the group. We'll talk about American politics, all this stuff. But Al, in the last couple of years, has really sort of uh, you know you get those long like it's just the turnaround is incredible. Yeah. And if you were to ask me five years ago, who is like the least interested in politics or any of that stuff in our group? Al would be at the top of that list. But now he's the wokest friend we have, I think. Yeah. Anyway, which is an interesting turnaround. And uh, I think well, it's Behind every uh, great man is a great woman. Mm-hmm. So Al's kind of like uh, ghostwriting for his wife <laughs> on, uh, in there. Yeah. Or sh- what do you mean? Ghost? I, I mean, his wife is informing him and he's writing it out in our Facebook group. <laughs> That's not an insult. I'm doing it the same. Look, I gave a speech on flu shots yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing an earpiece at the time. Cue cards, talking points while you were calling in for the podcast. Oh, fuck. Um, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, but anyway. It was a great It Was, great was Al, uh, during the Leaf game, was this the conversation? Was it like very uh, political? Was it about progressive uh, sort of social a issues? Bit. Yeah. I didn't know he was a vegetarian because like, we had this like, we were eating some food in the, the lounge thing and he like had his vegetarian lasagna. I was like, oh, you're not, not having the chicken parm? He's like, no, man, don't eat meat anymore. I was like, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, did he go out for a drink after the game, or did he dad it up and head home? Uh, yeah, we yeah we had, we had one. It's fun. That's good. Yeah, that's good. You got You got to treat yourselves. You know. Yeah. I don't know how many of our listeners have kids, but sometimes you just need to go for that extra drink after the game. It's true. Feel like uh, have some autonomy again, and then you get back into dad mode. How old is Woke Al now? Thirty thirty one. Oh, yeah. he's that young. Yeah. I, get, I think Woke Al is gonna be the new name. Yeah. Simple yeah, Al is gone. Yeah. Woke Al. Woke Al. Yeah. Uh, well, shouts to Woke Al, uh, yeah. and I'm glad you had a good time in the yeah. game. Uh, man, I'm impressed that you got to hang with Larry Tannenbaum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder what my in... Like, what else would I have talked about? I guess the Nick Nurse thing is pretty good. Yeah. 
But uh, you could talked about me. Oh, true. I could, See, could have brought you Eric is an employee. Uh, uh, yeah. Have you heard of uh, enough about Nick Nurse? Have you heard, seen uh, Intern Erica's good work? Have you listened to the pod? Yeah. yeah. Are you still on the soccer Recruit. with my brother? Yeah. So Look my it. brother's in Atlanta right now. Hey, you got your TFC. So shouts hey. to the Toronto Eastern Football Conference Club. Finals tonight. That's right. So mm. big game tonight. I don't know if this will come out tonight or tomorrow. Tomorrow. But uh, yeah, my, my, my brother is in Atlanta. He didn't even know if he'd be, I mean, obviously the hope is that this team would go on and go on, but it's so funny trying to plan your life because it's like he had to go to New York for the last game, mm-hmm. I think. And then, yeah, now he's in Atlanta. I never yeah, see he's him. been traveling like crazy I since know. September. He lives around the corner from me and I never see my brother. Hey, uh, last thing before we get to these topics, um, because, you know, I'm a little tired and this is uh, pertinent to my interest. There's a new business in Toronto <clears throat> called Nap It Up. Have you heard about this? No. So basically, Toronto just got its first napping studio where you can get beds for 25 minutes. This sounds like an ad read. No, it's no, it's. Well, I mean, they should pay us something. But <laughs> are you just a user of this product? Or no, but people are sending it to me because they know I love naps. And I feel like for, before Dan Hamilton moved to downtown Toronto, I didn't really have a, a good place to nap. Yeah, I always like a 20 minute nap at around four o'clock. <laughs> It's true. No, I do. It sounds amazing. And, and so there's a <laughs> man. Your life. No, it's uh, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> I like to have a little nap around four so that when I hang out with Larry, the uh, owner of the uh, Leafs, I am in good spirits. I could fully uh, equip myself for that conversation. Well, anyway, it's a young man. Let's say thirteen beds uh, are available, and. Uh, you know, it's. A ten- Have you tried this place yet? No, I might try though at some point if I'm ever up. Down. I think you should try it just for a segment on the pot. <laughs> it's ten dollars for twenty five minutes, twenty for fifty five minutes, mm. and thirty for an hour and a half. And do you minutes- think regular people will use this, or just very privileged people? Mm. Probably just privileged people. Yeah. But I feel like privileged people also don't like the idea of sleeping on a random mm-hmm. bed. So it's so weird. I don't know exactly what the demographic. I don't know. I guess me. Yeah, it's <laughs> perfect for you. You'll but, keep them in business. Yeah, but like I'll nap anywhere. And I also have the money to do it. Do you know what I mean? Well, to Shane's point, and most people have their own beds. Like, you are a rare case where you live in Hamilton and do a lot of work in Toronto. So you yeah, don't like have some nomadic lifestyle. So I end up <laughs> I'll nap anywhere and I have the money to do it. That, <laughs> that's the title. <laughs> that's the title of this episode 100%. <laughs> I'll nap anywhere and I have the money to do it. That could also be the title of your autobiography. That would be amazing. (laughs) Oh, my God. I nap here at E1. Do you? Yeah, yeah. we have a quiet room. We have a quiet room. And and, and the couch is like a double couch, so it's not long enough for my whole body. But then I pull around one of the chairs. I have a good system. And then I also, there's like a weird little blanket in there. It's not even a blanket. It's like a rug that's sort of like in the TV stand. I just put that over my eyes and I'm good to go. Wow. I do it in the studio too in recording. I always have a, like a 20 minute nap at 4, 4, 4.30. <laughs> I'm impervious to napping. No? Can I never nap probably in my life. Really? 20 yeah. minutes is the sweet spot. I'm jealous. Yeah. Are you a napper? Uh, only if I've not got sufficient sleep or I've been out the night before. I'll need like a two o'clock or something like or my head starts nodding at the desk. But is it like a 20 minute thing? I would do 20 minutes, mm-hmm. yeah. Erica, yeah. nap? Yeah, same as Mike. Huh. But otherwise, I don't. I don't need one. Yeah, I feel I like it, I highly recommend it. And yeah, so like this afternoon, everyone try try to have a nap. I think is every office should have a quiet room. Yeah, 
Where after lunch, while your body's digesting, you can just go rest your eyes for. I would be so stressed in this nap area too. I'd be like, I'd pay my money and I would just think about the clock ticking. Like, yeah. okay, I have 25 minutes. I got to nap now. Look at my clock. Okay, it's been five minutes. Now I have 20 minutes to nap. Money, yeah. you, have to do, you just have to pay the 30 and do the hour and a half. Otherwise, you'll be too stressed out. Yeah. Because I think about that in the middle of the night. If I wake up at like 2 a.m. or something, I'll be like, oh, I got to get back to bed or my night's going to be ruined. Yep. Then an hour will go by. Mm. Like, okay, I'll put on the podcast. Let's do it for a half hour. That'll get me to sleep, you know? And you're calculating how much time you have left. Yeah, how much and you're time stressing you have left. about the yeah. time and the, it, 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 everything feeds into it itself. Very, are you guys good sleepers? No. Bad sleeper? Yeah, I assume you'd be a terrible sleeper. Yeah. I am a good sleeper. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm hit or miss. I don't know. Depends. I drink too much coffee mm. on the average day. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty good sleeper. Lauren's very annoyed with me because like I'll, I'll fall asleep within yeah. two minutes every time. Good sleeper, vivid dreamer. I have crazy dreams really? all the time. I remember all my dreams. Yeah, come on. I kind of enjoy going to sleep because I get to like visit other lands. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Most quotable episode. Yeah, of we need to bang somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I fly in my dreams. Like oh, it's fucking you. awesome. Seriously, like, give us one from like last night. Well, I mean, I, I like. I, well, last night was. Uh, I, I don't want to get into that one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Give us like a PG. No, oh, like, 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 for for instance, like they'll be, like, I'll, I'll be like, I'll be on a movie set, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm say I'm like acting in a film, Mm -hmm. but then the film will turn into reality. So Mm -hmm. like, it's like, say I'm in a science fiction film, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh no, wait, I actually did travel to the future. Like weird stuff happens. Like people in my life will pop up, and like some stuff's not real, some stuff's real. I also really like having dreams where like uh, something devastating happens or like, uh, like say like I, I lose an eye or something mm. like that. Yeah. Um, you like that? For the because, wake up effect? For the wake up. Yeah. Because, because I get to feel the immense dread and sort of go through this whole process mm-hmm. and then when I wake up, it's like immense relief and happiness. Yeah. And it so, takes you like, it takes you like five seconds to oh, realize yeah. it. Oh, big time. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I'm also a pretty good lucid dreamer. I can tell when I'm, I can, like I would say like 30% or 40% of time, I can tell when I'm in a dream. What's the ratio of oh. sex dreams to normal dreams? Oh man, I don't want to get into those numbers. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, they, they, they pop up. Yeah. yeah. It all depends uh, on the, how frequently, uh, when's the last time you J-O'd? Because mm. <laughs> yeah. if you go a couple days, you're going to be way more primed to have one of those dreams. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Very true. Mm-hmm. Agree or disagree, Erica? Agree. I actually had uh, a sex dream about Jared Leto after we talked about him last Whoa. week. So that was... Was he in the Joker makeup and everything? No. He was, he was, <laughs> he was talking about 30 Seconds to Mars the whole time. And oh, I don't know that sounds sec- more like a nightmare. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was great. Was he nice to you in the gym? Yeah. No, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Are you a fan otherwise? Or? No, I know nothing about him. Right. But uh, yeah, he, must have, he was in the brain. How was his right. skin? Was he perfect? Yeah. yeah beautiful eyes. He looks like Jesus a little bit. very beautiful. Mm-hmm. So not to get too personal, but in mm-hmm. this dream, did you do it? Uh, I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like a week ago. I don't lucid know. dream or no? No. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys lucid dream? I have, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. What does that mean exactly? You control the dream, you're aware, you're in the dream. You're, you're sleepy, you're like conscious. Mm. You, yeah, you, you, you're like, I'm appreciating this moment because I know I'm not actually oh, here. Sure. But There's yeah. no consequences because I am in the dream. Yeah. Mm. Oh, hey, by the way, Shane, I got you a shirt. <gasps> I noticed that. Hey. Thank you very much. It looks like, and you're modeling it for me yeah. right now. I got one. I got good. one. Yeah, got one for you. This is uh, Manager asked, texted me last night, and she just said, uh, by the way, you're not giving that ring to Shane. <laughs> <laughs> did you give her the little holder? Like, because it comes with a little plastic holder, or did you just give her the ring? Oh, 
like you know how they gave us the box that the yeah. ring came in? There's a there's holder? a little plastic holder I think that I chucked it, down the garbage immediately. Yeah, it sits in the holder. It looks oh, awesome. I didn't know. I, it's gone. Why is manager Ash saying that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> saying that stuff. Um, because she she probably thinks that I'll want it later. She knows how mm-hmm. my brain works. Pretty but good. you can always hit me back up. Oh, so you like just be the holder of the ring? Yeah. Or the, or the Lord of the Ring. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a pawn shop, but I won't charge you. I'll just give it back. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm easy going. Maybe she has it displayed <laughs> in the office, though. Yeah. You know, like it, it like is, might be a centerpiece. I mean, if she just had the holder, it would make more sense. Yeah, it is sitting in her office right now. Just yeah. the question: What size is your shirt? I think I don't know. It doesn't say on the back. I just grabbed two shirts. I think they're all larges, man. Okay. Well, mine's an extra large. No. Oh. Well, uh, this made this seem like an extra. I just made me a large. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say. Do, do, do you want the large? No, no. I was just wondering if you were like, ah, Shane's getting bigger. No, <laughs> no, no. All right. That's funny. That's where your brain goes. Well, of course, that's where your brain would go. No, when really? my brain would go. Oh, they probably just had XLs there. That was the only size they had. That's so funny. I, th- how that, that actually is an interesting difference, and that yeah. is, I think, that is true. Like, like Shane takes it personally. You think it's just systematic. Yeah, or just like a coincidence. Well, maybe if you were eating a lot of donuts for like a month or something, you'd be, and then I got you an XL. You'd be thinking that. No. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Have you that been is, doing that? I've been eating a lot of donuts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look any different. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But yeah, our starting points are different. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, topics. So let's <laughs> do it, guys. <laughs> How long have we been going for? Big chat. Uh, 32 minutes. <laughs> Just 32 yeah. minutes of talking. I think that was enough. great. 32 minutes. Yeah, yeah great. it was. This episode of the Mike How Much podcast is supported by Jameson, where good things come in threes. Let me take a moment to talk about the remarkably smooth and unmistakable taste of Jameson. Sometimes, after recording an episode of Mike How Much, I like to go home and unwind with a glass of Jameson. Hell, sometimes in the middle of recording a podcast, me, Shane, and Max will open a bottle of Jamo and enjoy a glass or two, because conversations are always a little better with Jameson, ginger, and lime, or a whiskey on the rocks. Over 200 years of courage, craft, and a collective appreciation for taste in one drink. Jameson, please drink responsibly. Our topics today are, there's a story out of NBC Philadelphia. Uh, it is a couple that had a, a, a wedding in San Francisco. They're from Chicago. That's three different cities I just mentioned. Yeah, well, the NBC sec- of Philadelphia, that, that was just the NBC affiliate that I happened to share the thing. It was Picked a national story. story yeah. It's a national story. So this, there was this uh, destination wedding, or at least dream wedding, in San Francisco, this couple from Chicago. Uh, but in the background, because uh, there was, uh, was it during the wildfires most recently? Or yeah, something like that. Basically, like, the, 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 the background of the photos um, looked toxic. It looked like the, the air was sort of polluted, and it kind of gave this sort of, like... Um, it's kind of like a beautiful haze. It was. It was. It was yeah. like. It was like a menacing beauty in yeah. the background, and the the couple wore uh, like gas masks or whatever to, for the smoke. And so it's this kind of striking image of like maybe like what you would think a post apocalyptic world would be, where the environment has become sort of uninhabitable in some ways. Yet you still do these things like get married and continue on with life in spite of sort of the surrounding circumstances. Uh, so this photo went viral. Um. And yeah, it's kind of interesting. Max, why did you want to talk about this? I don't know. I, it's like I was wondering. Um, well, I asked the question in the group. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, like you were mentioning that, like, uh, how do we feel about a couple making some Instagram posts about the environment in quotations? Or is everything just influencer culture? I guess the thing was, I couldn't quite understand from the article. Like, did this go viral and people thought that the couple was 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 trivializing envir- the environmental change? Like, did they feel like they were using this as a photo op and it was insensitive? Or did they feel like uh, this is just a sign of the times? Like, I didn't know the angle necessarily. Like, are we supposed to be mad at this couple for, like, taking this photo opportunity and sort of trivializing the situation? Yeah. Uh, 
Well, you were wondering if it was contrived or not. Yeah, right? I yeah. think that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, whether it was just like, oh, is this just another, like... Like, is it a... Is this, is this like a Mike Posner kind of, like, marketing effort or something? Or just, right. like, or just, a, just a chance to get, like, lots of likes, basically, by doing this, like, very, like like really dramatic photo on your wedding day because well, they, they did do one without the masks mm. too do you, th- do you think their intent was for it to go viral I think it was both mm. explain well it's like you you want to you're an influencer mm-hmm. yourself uh, so you would want to write a song that is woke mm-hmm. and that's a hit sure and I think influencers like uh, with, with Alex's this family tree account we want to do the same we want to do something that's on brand, something we actually believe in, but something that might be a little bit of a hot button, controversial topic. Sure. Are these couple? Is this couple influencers? Either of them, or the, or did the photographer sort of post this? Like, I'm just not sure their angle. Like, 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 could this have happened at any of our like wed like a random wedding? Like yeah. from the from I read the whole article and it didn't seem to me like these two people were. Like he apparently had to talk the wife into it, and she she thought it'd be cheesy if she did it with the mm. mask on. The, the husband was saying, "Yeah." And the photographer, I think, is the one that posted this image, which was a very striking image, and it went viral. And they seem to be kind of shocked. The couple does. Yeah, I guess like when it comes to, um, like these sort of like political acts, I'm always just like, and I guess just the nature of social media and and, and getting the word out is like. But just sometimes when it feels extra contrived or like it's more about like them than the message itself, that's always like when it kind of annoys me a little bit. Like it seems like less sincere or or like a truly like authentic moment where where it feels like oh this is just like a very like calculated thing. So it's like we're talking about the environment here, guys. (laughs) I actually don't think these people were making that statement though. Okay, they had in the article. Did you read the article? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I did. I did. I did. I did. Oh, okay. Just cut and paste. Well, in the article, it talks about how these people had booked this wedding well in advance before uh, yeah. the fire and the the haze mm-hmm. was even there. So they were kind of just locked into this agreement, and they showed up, made the best of it. Mm-hmm. They had the mask, didn't think anyone would actually wear them or require it, and then turns out they did need the masks, yeah. or felt like they need the masks at mm-hmm. least, or they were there just in case. And they were like, "Let's do a photo with the mask." Yeah, I think any of us would have done the same. Posted it well, yeah. and at the very least, like it's a strike. I think the image does more good in this, in sort of like raising awareness for maybe the implications of climate change. Mm-hmm. That like even if it goes viral, to Shane's point, like and maybe they if they were influencers, which I'm not sure if they are. It's like this looks like almost like the cover of a science fiction film or yeah. like some sort of like statement by like some sort of uh, like like a creative photographer that's trying to do something sort of um, yeah, fictional. Get, but I, it's not. It's I, it's reality. You're right. And I guess if uh, it's if all the things are criticized, this if we're like bringing attention to climate change is actually a good thing uh, mm-hmm. to, to talk about. It's like it's like when you take a selfie of you, you voting or something yeah. like, oh, you know, it's like you're kind of being self-promotional and patting yourself on the head a bit. But also of all the things to discuss and put put out there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good topic. Okay, just to be provocative. If these were Asians, would this even be a story? Because that's that's a common sort of... I saw of, three uh, on my way to work today wearing, wearing masks. Wearing masks, yeah. yeah. It's just that it's such a common thing oh, for sure. Asians to be wearing these masks yeah. walking around. Yeah, probably not, I guess. Yeah. And I think like... Um, Very provocative, Population though, <laughs> and pollution. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's been it's sort of like... Um, you, we've seen those images for many years out of parts of Asia where mm-hmm. people walk around wearing those masks because, like we said, population, pollution, yeah. germs, all those things. So it wouldn't be as striking. Seeing this like in San Francisco in like an idyllic sort of like uh, setting with two sort of what we picture as classic North American white people. Like I wonder, 
if this image will become sort of a defining image, like, you know, the classic, uh, what is it, American Gothic, like the couple with the farm, like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I mean? Is this become sort of like the 20th century, like, or 21st century, like, sort of um, image, defining image of, like, our generation and sort of what we're living with and what we will be going forward? Is this a harbinger of things to come? Like, is this is this anomalous or is this literally going to be the new reality? Okay, another question on top of that question is... Can that can those like defining images even happen anymore? There's too many fucking images out there. Like I feel like the American Gothic thing is like only a certain amount of photos were even taken back. What, what year would that have been? Right. Yeah, I, mean, I just feel that like there's like no, no, I thought painting. that was a painting. painting. It's painting. Yeah. They happen for a moment. Yeah. So just yeah. like uh, our version of like ten years happens in like a day now. Like the uh-huh. OJ trial wouldn't last for months. It would last for uh, one day. Uh-huh. It'd be the yeah. hottest thing. Yeah. I wonder. It's like when you. Yeah. When what's you, viral even? Like so. What? Like did five million people look at it? It's like that's not even like. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, not even the uh-huh. most viral it could be yeah. comparatively. Yeah, I wonder, like, what are going to be the things that, like, in, you know, 30 years that you look back on, like, the year 2019, like, like what are they gonna, the things that are going to, like, kind of get rise to the top, do you know? Mm-hmm. Because it's hard to tell in the moment because everything kind of comes and goes so quickly now. Well, maybe going for a swim might be like the, oh, we used to go swimming in the beach and mm. that might be, like, the cool thing that we got to do. Yeah. No, but I mean, I'm talking about more like what are like the defining cultural moments of like 2019. I just can't keep track of them anymore. Oh, interesting. Like like you could like in the past we could say like oh this is the year that Madonna and Britney kissed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the VMAs or uh, John McCain, uh, not John McCain. Who is that? There was a politician, American politician that went. Yeah, Howard yeah, Dean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Howard Dean did something crazy. Or... The kiss with Al Gore was pretty crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that when yeah. he kissed Tipper Gore? When he, he was using tongue. Yeah, I think. he tried to like show that he wasn't a stiff or a robot. It was like <laughs> I've, I've, he was I've definitely stiff. <laughs> 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 Mike, you like that one? <laughs> oh, that's a good joke. That's a good joke. Uh, yeah. So anyway, but like, yeah, to Max's so, point, so what's content now? What's 2019? Yeah, I just can't keep track. What will stand? What What are the I was gonna say three. What is the one thing as we approach the end of the year? We're in October now. There's only like two months left. Yeah, yeah. it's like what do we remember from 2019? What was the single most defining thing? It's like if Trump had only done one crazy fucking like thing mm-hmm. that you could go, uh, oh, it was that time like Trump sent a weird letter to like the president of Turkey, being like, "Watch out, buddy!" Like you know, he did that yep. like, last week. Yeah, but because he does one of those every single day, you should kind of throw up your hands and go. Ah, is Trump even included in this conversation? Just because I can't, I can't keep track of it. You know, it, things move really. He'd fast. He'd almost need to be caught red-handed committing a murder. Yeah, for that to be a huge memorable story. Uh-huh. So the only thing that comes to mind for me right now is the Epstein yep. controversy. Mm. That's the only story that oh, I can yeah. remember that's actually kind of. Oh, like... um, on a similar note, the uh, Kavanaugh trial. Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation. Yeah, that was in the spring. Yeah, yeah time moves that's in such a weird way now. Um, it, you, like usually celebrity deaths if there's like a big celebrity a death point. but I like who's the last one a big one I don't know yeah, they passed, two, passed this away this year yeah hmm. Hmm. yeah I mean again like it all, there's been so much news maybe we're missing something glaringly obvious but I can't think of any Brexit <sighs> but, but that's no that happened no, a while it's ago been ongoing, yeah it's yeah. just like sort of been a sort of never ending mess um yeah, I don't know what the worldwide like. I know personally. Oh, the for Raptors. Me, the Raptors. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Like the Raptors, yeah. but that's not a that's not even a huge North American story. It's yeah, like yeah. that's just yeah. a personal landmark life moment. Exactly. Like most people would say, the Patriots winning the Super Bowl is more. I'd probably say like um, on a worldwide level, Nick Nurse coming on stage with Arkells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably it. that's a defining moment yeah. of the year for sure. All right, next subject. Next subject. Uh, big story in the New York Times. About uh, 
packages. Uh, Amazon is delivering 1.5 million packages are delivered each day in New York City, adding to gridlock on roads as the internet ordering economy booms. Uh, so this is pretty crazy. I don't know if it's Amazon directly. It's everybody uh, sending all these these packages out. But 1.5 million is an astronomical a number a day. So how do we feel about participating in this new consumer culture? Masks, Max asks everybody as the producer of the podcast. <laughs> wow, it's a good question. Yeah, it's one of these uh, interesting ones because like Amazon has made everyone's life really easy because it's so convenient and it's also cheap as fuck. It's like literally cheaper to order something and wait for it to come literally in hours versus you know walking down the street. Mm-hmm. And but then um, the consequences. It's it's like this article gets into the fact that like gridlock, gridlock. It's just trucks. like the way the cities operate is like they could have never predicted uh, this change. The infrastructure can't handle it. No. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of a bullshitty article. Like clickbait. Mm. Like we need a story. We've got this awesome photo of the these packages strewn everywhere. It looks like a mess. It looks like chaos. Because mm-hmm. I do think you, the, you think one point five million is a clickbaity like. I think it's, that's a real number, though. Like, yeah, I, I definitely think a lot of packages are being sent mm-hmm. out, but I also think a lot less people are on the roads out going to uh, brick and mortar places, mm-hmm. which cause traffic. And like, I was, I was no, but the numbers are actually just higher in general. Well, I was trying to fact check a lot of the stuff because I like my spidey senses went mm-hmm. a little bit like, hmm. so it's like <laughs> for <laughs> things that make you go hmm for all you Arsenio fans out there. <laughs> uh, from 1990 to 2017, it says carbon dioxide emissions from automobiles and trucks grew by 27 percent okay but from 1990 to 2017 the population grew by 25 percent so that's actually two percent growth is that in terms of do you think or i guess we don't have a we don't know it's like is it oh you think they're actually taking into account the population i don't know no i don't i think they're doing it like when they say like somebody's broke a a movie box office record Mm -hmm. they're never accumulating how much it actually is in like money back then but yeah, and it's always throwing in the fact that it could be it's cars also mm. and trucks. Huh. I do think it's Uber that is the problem here. Oh, Because way more people, the convenience of Uber, no one's taking the streetcar mm-hmm. as, as much or the subway. They're just, and, and times where they might do a 10-minute walk, they're doing a two-minute Uber. Mm. I, yep. I really think that's the, the case going on here. Would you uh, stop using, it, it, like Uber or or? Uh, ordering things off Amazon? No. Well, my first solution was if this was a, a mainly about emissions, which mm-hmm. seems like it's also about the congestion was, oh, why don't they just get electric cars and let's get electric trucks? And then I read the article and that's the plan. Oh. So that they're going to get electric trucks. How do we feel about consumer culture? Do we have too much shit? Do yeah. We, like, it's just like, what do, like we're producing so much stuff we don't need. Uh, but I guess that we want, and it's like, what are the long-term implications of the problem with capitalism, bro? You know, it's uh, it's all about growth and financial end of years, and uh, you know, there's something to all that. You know, I don't know. Like, I mean, and by the way, it's like we choose to live in a society where everybody has sort of a choice, and you know what I mean. This is what capitalist societies, like you said. And I can't. I don't think we could ever put a cap on what people want to buy or what they can get, and the plastics that we use. Maybe they could put a cap on on the way plastics used. But it's just like when I hear 1.5 million packages a day, it's like, what are people ordering? Like, is it a mix? It's like food, clothing, like uh, electronics, like just shit, you know? And it's like, because I think right now uh, Amazon delivers stuff to survive too, like just food, baby uh, diapers. Sure, sure. 
like just day-to-day stuff. And, and I, I think a lot more people are using that instead of going out to like a, a supermarket. Also, who are the people that are using these services? Is it above, is it above a certain line of income? Because cause, cause I, I, like, I never ordered anything on, online forever. And I, st- I still, it's not foreign to me, but it's like I would never as like a way of process do it. Mm-hmm. Like Danica does. She orders everything online. Like we're all constantly getting shit delivered because that's the way that she's been operating for a decade. Like she, she's part of that sort of infrastructure. I've actually never really fully embraced, like if I wanted something, I would not go online and wait for it. Like the last thing I ordered online and probably the first thing in years was stupid Raptors championship t-shirts because <laughs> my brother sent me a code and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to buy some t-shirts. But you don't have to wait anymore. That's the thing. Sometimes yeah. you can get stuff within hours. Yeah. I know, but I still haven't even moved over. So I wonder how many people aren't using this. But maybe. Well, if you live are. in New York, you got to be very yeah. uh, incentivized to do so. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. parking's a nightmare. The, the traffic's terrible. Why, why go outside? So yeah. just wait in your house. I guess I just don't buy a lot of things either. It's yeah. like I've had the same phone and laptop for a half decade or more. <laughs> I like don't buy a lot of clothes at all. Like I, mm-hmm. It's like I do two shops a year and then that works. So I, I don't know what I'd be buying, but I guess like, stuff for ba- baby products are huge. Uh, so I think if you if you're a new parent or if you're elderly, you might not necessarily be using it if you're elderly, but you're probably your son or daughter's ordering it for you. Yep. No, you're right. And and to be com- you're completely right. Danica does order all of our diapers and everything. Like they all get. It's delivered. not more expensive. I just don't have to think about it. It's cheaper actually. Yeah. Than than leaving the house. Hmm. Do you order a lot of stuff online, Max? No, I don't. Well, because, yeah, exactly. you know, so I live in you, Hamilton. Yeah, right. You, you, you don't want to leave anything on your front door. It'll be gone. <laughs> There's a ringing endorsement for our hometown. <laughs> well, most people in New York, they live in uh, apartment buildings. Yeah, yeah. So the doorman can take it. Yeah. yeah. Do you order a lot online, Erica? No, not really. Like, I'll only really order online if there's, like, a sale. Or something like specifically to like attract me to order something online as opposed to go to the store in Toronto. It's weird because you're like, there's so many things so close to you, but at the same time, it's sort of inconvenient to get around. Like Mm. grocery shopping sucks if you're care, if you need to get more than like a bag of stuff to like carry it back to your house. And yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I'm not super big on, um, online shopping so i heard an anecdote about uh some friends were at like a pool party in california and somebody wanted some liquor to for so they could make some drinks and jameson product yeah probably Most jameson. Yeah. yeah tasty stuff and they said oh someone's like oh I'll run to the store and grab it They're like oh don't run to the store i'm just gonna order on amazon and like you can order on his amazon like, yeah because i'm like a prime member or whatever it's like it'll be here in an hour really yeah um and i was just like that kind of like frivolous bullshit spending where it's like really like is this it's and like that's what there needs to be a cap on that and i don't actually have like a practical solution for it but it's like when it comes to like mothers who are ordering like diapers Mm -hmm. for like essential services there needs to be like a frivolous sales tax for like bullshit when people who are just like living opulent north american lives they'd be like no we're taxing the fuck out of you because like you are just causing problems for like needless shit but if it's actually and what what is divided into essential services versus bullshit services is is something to be debated. Do you use Uber Eats, Max? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Isn't that the same shit? Uh, yeah, tax me, man. All right. That, that's why I'm all, that's why I'm all about a good active government calling people on their bullshit. I need someone to call me on my bullshit all the time. That's why I'm here, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>